excited to have Scott Morgan with us today. Hi, Scott. Hey, how's it going? Well, it's pretty great because I get to talk to you about the things that I don't <laughs> normally get to talk to you about. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Good. Scott, if I Google your name, I see pictures of bulging muscles on gymnastic rings, doing incredible things at Olympic Games. And the first invite I got from you in my calendar, your a profile picture popped up and I guess they pulled it from Google and that was of you and your huge muscles. And the reality is that life after those huge muscles has been being a founding member of a very cool company in Vancouver called Stoco. And I just want to know and riff today with you about the journey of your Olympic days to, you know, being a member of a founding team of a super purpose-led business and everything in between. Is that cool? Yeah, that's amazing. Sounds great. What's amazing are those insane muscles. So can we just start talking about your life as a gymnast? When did it begin? The muscles don't last. <laughs> they are no longer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it all, to be honest, it all started when I was climbing on top of a fridge when I was like three years old. My parents were just, I was a loose cannon when I was a kid and had so much energy. And I would jump up on the kitchen island and run across it without my mom looking. And I'd just jump and tell her to catch me. And they just were like, we need to, we need to do something about this. So they thought, well, a massive padded gymnasium is probably the best spot to stick him. So let's, uh, let's try enrolling him in gymnastics and see if that, if he enjoys it. Mm. And it just turned into this whirlwind of a, a ride, frankly, that's, you know, something that I tell every parent or athlete or child that my time spent in, in sport, like I would never change it for the world. To have the opportunities to be able to do something like that and and whatever sport it is, I recommend it to absolutely everyone out there. Amazing. Often, I mean, I find the stories of Olympians into businesses can be euphoric and also incredibly challenging. And, you know, there's everything from your identity to how you spent your days to, you know, the, the reality of being coached all the time to then all of a sudden now you're your own coach 24-7. And Actually, before we go into the business side, can we just come back to your, you know, the highlights, I like to ask, like the highlights and lowlights of your career as an athlete? Yeah. What are you most proud of? I think, uh, I think I'm most proud of the people that I got to, to do my journey with, like how they morph the, the type of person that I am today. When you look at my journey, it's, it's very, actually very unconventional. I am a very social person. I, I love being around others. I'm a huge team oriented person yeah. and it's funny you look at my sport and it's gymnastics is an individual sport but I you know I left my I left my sport for five years in high school I, I quit gymnastics and never thought I'd ever return because the friends and loved ones that I, I trained with or coached me left and I, I just didn't have that sense of community anymore and it really made me value who I went down 
that road with and, and experience that journey with. And it created lifelong relationships and a stronger family. And so I really cherish that. Crazy. And now what about the low light? Like what has been, what was the biggest disappointment during your career as an athlete? Yeah. To be honest, I think my biggest disappointment, which is like, it's something that you hear about in the background, but it's never in the media. You know, it's, it's, it's the whole political game that gets shoved underneath the rug. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's a shame that sometimes the highlights of athletes' careers isn't what people see on TV. Mm. I think the, the competition that I remember most vividly and would say was my, my favorite moment in my career was my first ever Western Championships in Canada. And in, in hindsight, like I wasn't even in, in an Olympic stream or in a senior category, but it was a, a grind to get mm. there that frankly had very little reward. Hmm. And yeah, I did it for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just it's, uh, the Olympics were amazing. World, my first world championships were amazing and I would never downplay them, but it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So yeah. Yeah, enough said. Politics, the things we don't always see and don't always know about and yet there are certain aspects that are glorified. Have you watched the Michael Jordan documentary? I actually have not, no, but it's recently popped up all over my feeds. (laughs) Yeah, it's everywhere. And to be honest, I haven't watched it. I'm not great at staying awake, but I did speak to a friend. It does seem like it's quite a palpable topic of conversation these days. And a friend mentioned something that I think alludes to both of your points. And he said that Michael Jordan is glorified and yet without the team and coach and environment, he wouldn't be Michael Jordan. And in the same way, the team wouldn't be who the team is. And it's like, we don't dive into that group and we don't know about them. And they all have really interesting stories. And, you know, Michael Jordan couldn't be a competitor if he didn't have people to compete with yet. We only glorify him. And so as much as you were in an individual sport, it's really cool to hear that without the community, you actually didn't even want to be a part of it. Yeah, no, that's, it's so, so well said. And, you know, I think that's something that has come up multiple times after my time as an athlete is it's, it has everything to do with the people that you surround yourself with and how you work together to achieve great things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's obviously visionaries in the world that are amazing at what they do and create amazing possibilities. But if it's not for the the team around them, it, nothing would come to fruition. And it's the same for athletes. If you don't have the, the parenting, the support system, the club support, coach support, friendship circle, doesn't matter how much talent you have, mm. you'll, you'll never be truly great. Yeah. And I, I've seen that time and time again. It's, it's painful to see. Yeah. One, one missing link can, can be the difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now I have to ask when you were coming to the end of your career, did you think about dream about becoming an entrepreneur? Was that the route that you thought you were going to go? Funnily <laughs> enough, no, not at all. So, you know, my close friend of mine, Zach, that I've gone into business with, and we've been friends for years now, him and I would chat about, you know, man, the Olympics are coming up. And like, if you go, you know, what are you going to do after? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, that, that identity piece is real as an athlete. Yeah. 
but I kind of always said, you know, I don't, I don't want to consult or I don't want to be like necessarily my own thing because it's just not who I am, but yeah. I, I want to work with great people and do great things. And mm-hmm. whether that's like mentoring or coaching people through, through adversity or what, like, that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, I, in, a, in a sense, there's a lot of components that are very entrepreneurial, but mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't want to be like the lone ranger going out there and, and doing visionary things. Right. And so how did the journey, I mean, let's talk about identity. And this is also powerful because I think the correlation between sport and business and the lessons we learn in sport. And I I think, I mean, I admire, of course, athletes and high performing athletes. And I think that it's a really cool dot to connect when you have both been a high performing athlete and a high performing entrepreneur or business owner. And you're not here just to talk about it. It's like, you had that chapter and now you have this chapter, like you're doing it. And it's a lot easier to talk about failure in the real world when all you've done, not all, when you have done sport. And when you have done both, you're like, I can tell you what it's like. <laughs> and the identity piece is big, both as an athlete and as an entrepreneur. What was it like for you to, you know, w- were the Olympics your last competition? No. And, you know, I thought it, I thought it, it, it should be, people were telling me it, it should be, or you know, part of me as an athlete was like, no, I can do, I can do more. I'm better than this. You know, okay. like I, I, I didn't show up in a position to win and I think I can. So there was always that driving piece in me. And I think ultimately what, what, what kind of kept me going, but uh, yeah, the, the identity piece is real and letting go of Scott Morgan, the Olympian or Scott mm-hmm. Morgan, the gymnast yeah, was really hard. What did you do there? Like it's hard. And how did you get through? I think, uh, you know, I think one thing that I, I don't know if it would ever be a regret, but you know, something, a conscious decision that I made when I was an athlete was I never actually, I didn't go to school. I focused 100% on my sport. Mm. And ultimately I think was the reason why I was so successful at what I did. Mm. And I think I've been very fortunate with, with those that I've kind of circled myself with to have the opportunities that I have. And Stoko just frankly fell into everyone's lap and it was such this perfect timing and perfect moment and idea that we couldn't ignore it and I feel so lucky to have had that opportunity where it just it was such a seamless isn't the, the best word but such a great transition from my sport into career right and you know I've heard stories where not every athlete has that and you know, I was fortunate for the opportunity and, and I took it, you know, it's, we've got a, a saying that uh, Zach, our CEO says time and time again. And, you know, there's that phrase of when one door closes, another one opens, mm. but we believe that, or he believes that that phrase is actually unfinished mm. and it's not, it's more so when one door closes, the other one opens, but you actually need to take the conscious effort to walk through the open door. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think it was scary to know that that decision I was making was likely going to be the decision that would remove my identity as Scott Morgan, the Olympian. But it was exciting to think, man, like the possibilities here, like I'm not just an athlete. I can be more than that. Yeah. So, And isn't it beautiful? I mean, looking back now, it's like the idea of being an athlete is really freaking cool. 
And our language is so powerful around, I'm just an athlete. It's like you, you actually dedicated your life to being Scott Morgan, the athlete. And that was a really cool chapter. And now you're Scott Morgan with other things as well. And it's really beautiful. I think to look at you and say that you are Scott with some commas and (laughs) none of them are periods and, and they're all still part of you. Yeah. People always say nobody can take the Olympian out of you or away from you. I mean, other than if you were doping, but I'm going to go. So can you tell us a little bit about Stoko? Obviously it's something super special founded here in Vancouver, you know, Zach and yourself and you have an awesome team. What are you up to? What are you doing there? Yeah. So uh, flashback to like three weeks before the Olympic games, this was in 2016 and Zach is, he still is a, hu- a huge hiker. And he was doing this ridiculous challenge, which I still don't understand, called the Grouse Grind Multi-Grind Day Challenge, where you try to hike the grind as many times as you can in one day. And he, he was doing the grind in like 35 minutes back then, and, and just, he had a goal of hitting 14. And he started at 4 a.m. when the challenge opened, at 5 a.m., and at about, two or one he was crawling at the top mm. he, he couldn't even walk anymore and he's had two knee surgeries by the time he was 20 and uh just thought you know this is ridiculous i'm 20 i'm in the best shape of my life but i can't even do achieve my goals mm. so he, at the time he went to a, a physiotherapist friend of his and he said you know what are my options and he said well you can brace which Zach said, oh, I have a brace, but I left it at home because it's annoying. It's annoying to wear and it's uncomfortable. And he said, well, you can actively rehabilitate, which you have done, or you can tape it. And after taping his leg and ripping out all the hairs on his leg, he said, no, I'm never doing that again. So he went to me the following night and we were playing ping pong in his garage. And he said, you know, I've got this idea of, he's got a mechanical engineering background. He said, I have this idea of creating a, a brace that basically is is like a, a pair of tights or a, a sleeve, but it has everything that a, a rigid carbon fiber knee brace would have. What do you think of that? And <laughs> I completely stopped thinking about the excitement of the games. They're three weeks away. I've, I've sealed my ticket and I'm thinking, holy crap, think about every single NCAA athlete or, or active individual out there that would love to have a product like this. Right. So that was kind of the beginning and it, it, what turned into endless customer discovery over the fall. And, you know, I, I had shoulder surgery right after the games. So I was kind of going back and forth on this idea with my physios and my surgeons. And we kind of came together about eight months later and said, you know, everyone's asking for this product that doesn't exist. We need to make it. So that was the start at the time called embrace. Um, which has now turned into Stoco. So yeah, we basically develop integrated apparel is what we call it to help support joint instability and knee pain with active individuals. Yeah. Cool. And what's the vision or what are you up to today about the future that gets you excited? I think, you know, that the biggest value proposition or thing that has become apparent to us that people want is just this seamless integration this product that doesn't even feel like it's there you Mm -hmm. know you everyone knows when they put on a shoe that doesn't fit you feel it but when you put on a shoe that fits it just it's like you're walking on cloud nine 
Mm. And, and that's the experience that we wanted to create within joint support. And what we realized is that it's so much bigger than joint support. Mm. You know, it, it just, it reaches out into prosthetics and custom apparel and goods and integrating hard into soft materials and how they interface with the body. And so, you know, the purpose for us and the vision is just so much greater than joint support, but mm. rather allowing products to truly fit, feel, and function just like the human body does. And as an athlete, like that just fires me up, you know, like the products are endless and the markets are endless. So, yeah. you know, we just want to be able to have the biggest impact and positive impact on, on people in general. So Amazing. how can we make that happen? Yeah. We started this podcast with me talking about your muscles because I mean, like you, you were pretty freaking jacked, my friend. And now we're talking about coming full circle post-surgery, post you know, Zach's all day grind attempt, you're creating something. And I want to know how you keep moving. What, what does that look like for you now? How do you honor your health? Man, it's, uh, this whole COVID situation is not helping. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Long, long days sitting at my, my kitchen table, putting pen to paper about making this thing a reality. But you know, I, I try to get out on my bike as much as I can. I've made a conscious decision to step away from gymnastics for about a year here and just focus on other other excitements in my life so cool. mountain biking and, and road cycling is arguably number one on my priority list like I just absolutely love those those activities so I get out on my bike as much as I can and then just kind of getting up with the family yeah we have a little one and my my girlfriend and and uh, we just hop out to the river and get outside so Amazing. yeah during these quarantine times that's what we try to do yeah did you ever, did you ride while you were training to be a gymnast? I did. <laughs> cool. I did until my coach told me, you oh. do what riding? <laughs> <laughs> you launch yourself off jumps and drops on the mountain? No that more. can't happen anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that basically curved mountain biking and that was exclusively road riding from here on out. Mm, <laughs> so, but yeah, I have always felt most fit as an athlete when I'm juggling multiple activities. Mm. So I've always tried to, to keep a couple things on the go. So cool. Um, I hate this. It always comes so fast and I could keep riffing of the parallels and lessons from Olympic days to, I mean, it feels like marathon entrepreneurial days now, but that's a wrap. And we always wrap the podcast with one last question. And that is, what is making your heart beat faster, Scott? I, th I think it's the opportunities at Stoker right now, to be honest. It just, it aligns so much with my passions of growing a fantastic team and doing something great. And it just, it gets me fired up to think mm. about the people that we work with every day, the possibility of just growing that team. So cool. Yeah. Well, I think you can't take the passion out of a human and whether it's, you know, world-class sport or a world-class product that will help people become, be it an everyday athlete or a world-class athlete, I really bow to what you and Zach are doing. I'm so grateful that we're connected. It's so much fun to talk with you guys and riff with you guys. And yeah, I'm just totally cheering for you and the team and what you're up to. And so thank you for taking this time. I know it's cherished minutes as an entrepreneur and we'll make sure to include all the links below to your days as an athlete and stoko <laughs> fantastic thank you no, this has been great